Hello everyone, my name is John Locke and I'd like to welcome you to the winning trade, but first the required disclaimer material. This presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk and trading options is substantial and please make sure you're aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that any trades and or results in this presentation, please consider them to be hypothetical computer simulated results. They are believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many different reasons. If this is your first experience with us, my name is John Locke. I'm a trading performance and wealth and success coach with Locking Your Success LLC, where myself and our team of mentors are here to help you win in the markets and in life as well. And today, I'm here to take you into the realm of high probability options trading. This is where we utilize option strategies to make money from the passage of time rather than depending on price movement alone or in addition to price movement in order to make money. This means we can often make money whether the market goes up, down, or sideways. Now that doesn't mean we're going to win all the time, but we are much more likely to win than we would be otherwise. And the type of trading I'd like to talk to you about today is called professional style income trading. Now, a lot of you probably have been making money in the markets over the last year or so. Uh, we've been in a market where it's been consistently up month over month, uh, making it really easy to almost buy anything and make a substantial amount of money trading. And you can either buy stuff in the form of buying the asset, you could sell co uh, naked puts, you could do covered call strategies, and you know any move down movement in the market, yeah, you might have lost a, or drawn down a little bit for a short period of time, but you know over that period of time, you probably had a fantastic return doing those. And one of the reasons, or, or one of the things to understand that when you're doing this type of trading, you're making money, the only reason you're really making money is because the market isn't going down. And that isn't always going to be that way, as we found out in the last several months. And we saw this coming. Uh, if you listened to me you know, several months ago, I, I think I started as soon as early as the end of uh, 2021, I started talking about the fact that the buy and hold or, or the buy anything and make money market was gone. It was over. We um, had the, our little crash in COVID there, and then we had we set in a, a pattern on the charting. We were up to our price pattern targets in the SPX and so forth by the end of last year. And given the size of the move and the extent of the move and the fact that before COVID, we were actually overextended in the market in the first place, the chances of us going any higher than we were were extremely small, meaning that we're most likely to stay in a relatively sideways market or even a downtrending market for a while as we're in now for an extended period of time. Now, this doesn't mean I think we're going to necessarily continue to keep going down, but the chances of us getting to new all-time highs, I would say they're extremely low probably for the next several years at this point. So anything you had at the high level, if you just simply own stocks, you're probably not going to get probably even back to that point very quickly. So that being the case, that makes this type of trading all that much more uh, important to understand. Because when we can't buy stocks or covered calls aren't safe anymore or naked puts, then we're getting crushed on that because maybe the market's going down or it's in this wide sideways cycle. When we can't make money that way, then this type of trading really comes in nicely where you can go in and you can do income trading. Now, one of the challenges that some income traders have, though, is there are these rule-based income traders who come in and they have a set of rules or a trade, so to speak, 
and then they expect to make money all the time, no matter what the market's doing. Well, the market's not really neutral either. You know, even though the market is relatively range-bound at this point, or maybe even you could say even downtrending at this point, it's a very, very wide range, making a neutral strategy also a little bit challenging. So one of the things that we do, or one of the main goals of our whole business model here, as far as, we're, as trading goes, is to turn people into professional income traders. And professional income traders, they're not going to put on a trade and hope that the market is, is accommodating to that trade. What they're going to do is going to take a look at the market, what's going on in the marketplace, and then they're going to decide how to position themselves upon entry. And then as new information comes into the marketplace via news or charting, they may change that positioning as they go along. In the process, they have very good risk limits. In other words, you have your, your exit loss triggers in case you're completely wrong and something goes crazy, which is extremely rare. And of course, you know, we have the amount of money limited that we're willing to put into any individual trade. But when we talk about this style of trading, it's professional style income trading. It's where you get to increase your returns and your consistency of returns through trading income trades with what we call the flow of the market and utilizing trader subjectivity with high probability trading structures. It's just a fantastic combo because you use your subjectivity, but you can, as you'll see, you can be very wrong with that subjectivity and still make uh, quite a bit of money, even though the market's going down. Okay. So when we do this, we're trading with flexibility and adaptability. Yes, we have our trading rules, but our trading rules are mainly structured around risk management. They don't necessarily re revolve around the positioning itself. This allows us to make more money with fewer adjustments and make our money more consistently. And you know, I'll, I'll try to explain as we go through. And I'm pretty sure you're going to love this type of trading. Okay, so let's talk about the trade we're going to look at today. So the risk parameters for the trade cycle that we're looking at today is I'm going to do a maximum trade size of $25,000. That would be equivalent to like a planned capital in some of the other trades that we do. We're going to have an anticipated return of about 20% or $5,000. And you may be asking, how do I determine that? Well, it's kind of a guess, really. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set up a trade structure. I have an idea of where I believe the market might be going. And I'm going to make an estimation based on what our expiration graph is showing us on analytical software, which we'll show you shortly. Then I also have a potential return. So our anticipated return is not a profit target. It's just an expectation of what the trade's probably pretty likely to make. Uh, we have a potential return, which is probably, which is again an estimation, but it's about the amount I think I would make if things went extremely well and I hit everything perfectly, which doesn't always happen but it does happen from time to time. And then we have our exit loss trigger, which in this case is 10% or $2,500. Now you'll notice when I structure my risk here that I have an anticipated return of about 5,000. I have a potential return of 50% or in this case would be $12,500. And my exit loss trigger is only $2,500. In other words, my exit loss trigger is a much lower number than what my expected profit numbers are and certainly much lower than my what my potential profit numbers are and i can get away with that uh, you know what most of our trades for example we're going to have a one-to-one -one risk reward the reason we have to have such a high amount of risk 
relative to what we're going to have for a reward. In other words, we'll have a profit target at 10%. We'll have an exit loss trigger at 10%. But we have to do that on a completely non-subjective tra trading strategy because we have to allow for the market to move against the position on a fairly regular basis because we, when we enter the trade, if we're truly non-subjective, we have no context into which we're entering. It's like saying, run across the street and see if you can get by a car. You know, the street might not be a very busy street, and you might be able to run across the street most of the time and not get hit by a car, but you're a lot less likely to get hit by a car if you actually look and see if a car is coming, right? So this, that's what this is all about. This is about getting out there and getting an idea of what's going on in the marketplace, an idea of your surroundings, and then, and then putting on a trade accordingly. When we do that, we can take our exit loss trigger and, and really reduce it down to a small amount because... The reality is, the way we're positioning ourselves on entry, we're either going to be somewhat right or we're going to be completely wrong. And if we're completely wrong, we just exit out at a small loss. But most of the time, we're going to be somewhat right, and we'll be able to stay within that very low drawdown. And you know that's a really big advantage of this because I don't even have to win as often. You know, although I've set myself up to win more often, I don't even have to win as often as I normally would, because when I do win, I make so much more money. So it's just a win-win-win. So for this trade cycle, I'm going to pick a trade structure to start with, okay? And I'm going to do a bullish vertical entry, something like a bull trade. You've all seen a bull trade. Then I'm going to have an adjustment strategy, and then I'm also going to have an exit strategy. So from here, let's just go back to the date of entry on the trade. So I'm just going to bring up thinkorswim charts for a minute. So this is trade entry date. It is the 23rd of February. So what do we have here? And this is a Russell 2000, and I'm assuming everybody knows how to read a chart. So we had the Russell who, that was in a sideways range for an extended period of time here towards the end of 2021. We popped out of range, we popped back in range, and we cycled a couple times, and then we dropped out of range. Now, when we dropped out of range, we set in a new low, and then we bounce to a high, and then it looks like we're coming back into a new low. Now, from that information, I can set up a set of expectations. And my expectations are, as we came from a sideways range, we broke down into a, what appears to be a new sideways range. Now, I don't know if this bottom's going to hold necessarily, or if I don't know if it's going to turn right here. And when the market goes up, I don't know if this top's going to hold. But what I can see clearly is that the Russell lately has been holding a range. It broke down and it looks like it's running into a new range. So I can design a general trading strategy around that. And if I'm looking at the range here, I'm thinking I'm going to bottom out somewhere around 1901. And I'm thinking I'm probably going to top out probably somewhere around 2110. That's a wide range, but I'm nearing the bottom of that range. And I'm close enough to that range where if I did a bullish vertical, on the strategy, I could allow the strategy to come all the way down to, you know, 1900, and uh, it wouldn't really draw down very much. If I break 1900 and I decide that, oh, we're not going to be in that range anymore, I can exit the trade at a relatively small loss underneath my $2,500 exit loss trigger. And hey, you know, it's one of those trades that didn't work out. But if I'm right, and this reverses either here or comes down and holds this area down in here and then goes back up then it's game on. In addition to that, since I know or my thought is that the market's going to top out around 2100, 
I can also take advantage of that too if the market should get up to that range at some point later in the trade. Okay, so I can make a plan now to enter this thing bullishly postured because we're near the bottom of the range. And I can also make a plan that if we happen to get up into this range up in uh, around 2070, 2080 or near the top, notice I'm not calling the exact bottom the exact top. I think it's likely to turn somewhere between around here and you know down in this range. And the same thing for the top too. It's probably going to turn, if it goes up, it's probably going to turn somewhere between 2060 and 2112. So if that's the case and that scenario plays out, I can leg into a condor. If the market just bounces and kind of sits there, I can maintain my bullish vertical or I can convert into what's called a V17 which is, if you've seen that before in the winning trade, the next four, it's one of the X4 strategy trades. So I can, I'm planning to flip this out depending on where the market goes, which I don't know. But I have a general idea of what it should do. And I'm making a plan for that. That's what's important. So here is how I am going to position for that move. I'm going to come in here. It is Feb February 23rd, 2022. Uh, I showed you the market setup on the charts. And this is my bullish vertical setup. If I come down to 1900, I'm drawn down about a little over $2,000 if it happens right away. And basically, if it forces me out, it forces me out. End of trade. So let's see what happens here going forward. I get a bit of a bounce the first day. Right? We had an intraday move down here into this range, and we got a bit of a bounce. February 25th, we continue to go higher. So you can see that uh, what happened here is this ended up turning here, but it didn't end up turning here. This just closed for close. During the day, you can see we actually did come down and check that 1900 area. Now, those of you who know my type of trading, I, when I'm doing my longer term trades, if I'm in a daily one-day trade or if I'm, if I'm in a weekly, I might trade intraday. But for the most part, I don't check my trades during the day. So this event here happened, and I don't know how much the trade draw down, drew down intraday, but by the end of the day, you know, we're back up, so it's not an issue, okay? And now we're, now we're headed up. Our expectation now is that we're headed somewhere between probably 2060 and 2100, so somewhere up in that range. So let's see what happens here. All right, get a bit of a, a stall here at 20.38. We get a bit of a pullback, which isn't completely unusual, but it is concerning. Moving forward here, go Wednesday the 2nd. What happened Wednesday the 2nd is we got a 52-point up move in the Russell, and we got up into the range of the 2060 to 2100 area. So my expectation now is that the market, I don't know exactly where it's going to top out, but it's been a little twitchy, right? Because we got that down move, which was a little bit more than expected when, uh, when it happened. So I am a little bit concerned about maybe the market not going completely up to that 2100 area. And I'm kind of in the lower end of the range now where, where my expectation would be that we, we can start putting on some risk to the upside. So in this case here, and I can represent that multiple ways, but in this case here, what I'm going to do, here what I did, is I added a bear vertical way up in here, with my thought being that the asset is going to go probably to 2100, maybe a little bit over, but then it should revert back down into range. 
my plan here is going to be now that I've put in the upper side is I'm not going to take a loss to this to the upside now. At this point, if the market gives me too much pressure to the upside or, or it indicates it's going to break back into the previous uh, upper half of its range, I am out. That's going to be the end of the trade. So I have my stop point here at like 2100 and I could also monitor and we talk about this in the market outlook and in our technical analysis classes. Now that we've had this up move, we can monitor the pullbacks to see if they threaten us to the downside. And if I get to the point where I'm threatened to the downside, I'll also exit. So I'm in a situation now where um, really if this gives us any trouble, we're going to exit at a relatively small profit. And if it doesn't, we have the potential to come up and make in the $10,000 range, which is nearly 50% of our planned capital. Let's move this forward here. We kind of got the pullback here, which is not too big of a surprise. Uh, now what's happened here is the market pulled back a little bit more than expected. So when we got this pullback, our expectation would be that this area right here would probably hold. Now I could exit the trade at this point. This is a perfectly legitimate point to exit the trade because the market's behaving a little bit more badly to the downside than it should be. But if I want to stay in the trade, or if my thought is that that 1900 range is still going to hold, what I can do is I can do something like this. What I did here is I opened up this lower wing, and I added a bearish vertical up here to make a broken wing butterfly. What I've essentially done is I've taken this these 1810s, and I've brought them down to like 1780, and I've taken... Uh, and I've sold some 1840s and some 1870s. This is going to allow me, because remember I said it, the Russell is expected to be range bound. So this is going to allow me to come down to that 1900 area. Remember that's where I said I would have a problem. It'll allow me to come all the way down to that 1900 area and not have to stop myself out of the trade and still make money. So this is just, an, this is just a method to extend the round downside range a little bit here. I still have my technical exit triggers, but the way the market's acting is it looks like it might come down and try to touch 1900 again. So I'm just preparing for that. So I can either stop out and call it a day because we're not holding up a range, or I could do something like this to extend my downside range a little bit so that I could potentially stay in and maybe make a little bit more money. So here, let's go forward. The market continues down. Not a surprise, but I'm down in 1961. I want to be able to hold and it's getting a little hot to the downside. It's looking more probable, right? So what we're trying to do is I'm trying to gauge probabilities. When the market went up and came into here, right? When we're down here, there was very, when we're down here, it was very probable the market was going to come, was going to go up. Okay, that's what probabilities favor. So we took that in a, a bullish vertical. The market came all the way up into here. So now I'm in the range where this thing might reverse, so I put on some upside risk up in here with the expectation that the market's probably going to come up into here close to 2100. I don't want to see it break back into range here. That would be bad. I'd want to get out uh, if I put on that upside risk. So I'm expecting it to come higher. What happened? Well, it backed off. That's not too much of a concern. What happened the next day? Oh, wait a minute. Now I broke this low here, right? So typical cup and handle formation pattern. I'm going to, I'm going to set in a little U shape here. 
I might pull back maybe 30% of that and maybe even 50%, which is about what this one is. So I'm still okay there, a little, little nervous. This here makes me nervous that we're likely to come back down into this range. So I make the adjustment off of that to allow myself a little bit more range. But it's not a drastic adjustment. We go to the next day. Now we're down into this range. I make a more drastic adjustment to the downside because now I think it's more likely we're coming down into this 1910, 1900 area. I guess the actual area is 1910. So if you look at my charting here at 1910, this reflects a safe move down to 1910. I can let that resolve itself either up or down. And if it goes down again, I can stop myself out of the trade at a small profit or break even. And if it holds and goes up, then I have a good chance to make a lot more money. Okay, so I'm just putting all the probabilities in my favor. So here, from here, let's see what happens. We end up getting a bounce. Oh, actually, let me talk about the adjustment first. So we come down here, we're getting a little hot to the downside. And what I did here is I rolled in these lower longs to take on some downside risk. And I also rolled in the upper longs. So let me show you this uh, together here. So I did minus 10. That's going to pull off some downside risk, but you also notice it really sinks my expiration line. Okay. And it puts me negative delta. I don't need that much protection. I can do this. It brings my expiration line up to near it where it was. It brings me a positive delta. So now I'm still positive. I'm not as positive as I was before. And again, my stopout point's still around 1900, 1910, but I'm in better shape at that point. And I do that without doing too much harm if, we, if the market happens to reverse. And I was wrong. Notice I was wrong several times here. My point being, I don't have to be right with everything. I just have to be not completely super wrong. Okay. If I come here, uh, it decides it wants to bounce again. Let's play this out a few days. Then we get a 59-point move to the upside. And uh, I'm starting to get flat delta. So what are my expectations here, by the way, if I bounce? So let me go to charts. Realistically, I was expecting us to come down to 1910, 1905. So I'm kind of gauging my feedback of the market as we go along here. I expected a further down move. And I got a potential reversal that failed here the following day. That's just a pause in the down move, so no concern there. This here, now I'm starting to get concerned. Oh, this, this turned early. And that means the market's maybe a little bit stronger than I thought. It doesn't mean we're going to break out of the top, but... The, my antenna have to be up, right? My, 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 my yellow flag's got to go up and say, okay, you know, let's, let's use a little bit of caution here in the market. And I think this is probably the day. See, this is the ninth. Yeah, this is the ninth. So this is telling us we're probably running back up to here at 2100, um, which is my thought. 2100 is way up in here. To me, um, I don't want to be at a $2,500 profit at that point. I want to be a little bit better than that. So I'm actually... You're going to do something like this and, and start to pull some of that upside risk off a little bit. I'm going to start to moderate a little bit. I'm not overdoing it, but I'm just giving it a little bit of help there. And then if we go to the following day, again, I was wrong. The market came down, but nothing has changed technically. Okay, so let's move here. 
Okay, now we're, we're pulling back to the downside. So we're just kind of chopping around here um, in the middle range. Being patient, we pulled back down. Now some time's gone by. If I get whacked out at 1900, I'm kind of expecting us to go back down to 1900, but a little bit of time's gone by. We're getting close to the expiration. If I go down to 1900, I pull out of this at $1,000 profit, and we call it a day. So I'm okay with that. It's going to be patient. All right, now we kind of hit the peak of this. Again, I'm looking for this to maybe go to 2100 At this point, at 2100 it looked really nice. I'm up like $5,400. And at this point, even down here, I'm still looking nice, up about $2,500. So we're doing all right there. We go Friday. Oops, we're backing off. Again, we're backing off a little bit early, so the market's not completely meeting expectations, but it's not really problematic. So let's just go forward here to, what date are we on here? We're on the 21st. Let's go forward to, okay, we came all the way up to about 2038. I think we actually, next day was probably higher. We came up into range here, our expected turnaround range, 2080 this day here. And then, okay, so let's go to 322. All right, and we're consolidating in the upper range here. And like I said, yeah, we might go to 2100 or so. I want to kind of let this see, you know, let this area resolve itself. All right, the market pulled back, which is really what it should have done. It may have gone a little bit higher, but this is about the range we expected that. So my expectations now is we're going to push back down into this area, which didn't happen. I'm noticing the market strengthening. So the 24th here, right, that was the... 23rd, this is the 24th. I see that we set in a top in the marketplace. Ideally now, or if the market behaves as I would expect, it would we'd start to drop back into range here. Maybe even down to this trend line area back down in here. So let's see how that goes. And this is what happened over the next several days. So what happened is, let me go to the thinkorswim chart. What happened is our expectation here was that we we're going to round out and then continue down with the price down to around 1964. What actually happened here is the market held this range a little bit longer than expected, which is not a problem. So I'm going to stay in the trade. Another day, but you can see the strength is coming into play here. So I do want to watch this. And then finally on this day here on the 28th, what happened is we broke range. Now, my expectation with this breaking range, from a technical analysis standpoint, I would set a reverse price pattern target in here. And I'd have the expectation of the Russell to go up to about this level here, which is about 2311. And if I'm in this position here, I don't really want the SPX to go to 23.11. And now that it's probable that that might happen, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to exit the trade and get out. This is my exit signal. It has nothing to do with a profit target. It has nothing to do with how much money's left or how much time's left in the position. It's just it's it's based on what the vulnerability of my position is and the market not meeting my expectations. So at this point, we exit the trade out for a 
round a $7,360 profit because we want to be out because our new ex because those are our new expectations. Now, did that happen? And the answer is no, that move actually failed and came back down again. And yes, I could have made more money if I stayed in, but when something like that happens, you have to make the new assumption that the market's going to continue up with your position and you, and you have to make that exit. Now, we can, of course, make other trades now that we're back into range again, but for that particular trade, the trade's over. And that gave us a, uh, let's see what that came out to. I'm actually going to drag down one of the sheets that we have. That actually gave us a profit of, that was this trade here. So this trade ended up being a profit of $7,510 on $25,000 planned capital for a return of approximately 30% of our planned capital. And as you can see, during the process, the trade never really drew down, and it was a fairly easy trade to manage. And those are the advantages of getting up to what we call a pro-level trader within our pro membership. Is This is the type of trades that we put on, this type of trades we do. And when you get a market like we're getting now that's very changeable and downtrending and problematic for you know, a lot of traders, this type of trading and these type of adaptations are what you need to maintain your consistency and your higher profitability through that type of a environment. So that was an example of our modified bull vertical, this episode's winning trade. If you like what you see, I encourage you to come along and join us in our pro membership if you're at that trading level. If not, Join us within our Go membership so you can learn how to get to that level. And you can follow along with this and many other great trading strategies as they unfold during our weekly trade update webinars. Also, at LockingYourSuccess.com or TheWinningTrade.com, you can also explore past winning trades. You can receive free access to bonus material as well as free access to our Trading Success Blueprint so you can see how we develop traders who can trade up to the level where they can do this type of trading. And also... Perhaps best of all, you can check out our free trading performance podcast where you can learn to skyrocket your trading results regardless of the type of trading you do. If you have any questions, comments, or anything else you'd like to see on the next winning trade, we'd love to hear from you. Simply comment in the video below, and I'll make sure I answer your questions for you personally. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next winning trade.